welcome. Please maintain a safe, optimal, sanitary, or standing position. We will shortly be docking at Quirky Voices, Madcap, Season A. Today's story to be dropped straight into your brain is Eye of the Beholder by Craig Rebosum. The curator is expecting you. Warning. Today's story includes mild peril, alternative reality, and trauma. Please stay oriented to this timeline. Instruction. Please, when we are docked, step onto the travelator and mind your head. Mind your head. Statement. The pod is docked. Information. Curator. The listener is here. Greeting. Welcome, listener. Advice. Remember to retain the key so that you may return. Return. We, we, we hope you enjoy your quirky madcap pod trip. Advice. Remember to retain the key to unlock the door so that you may return. Yes, I repeat important actions. I repeat because important, 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 important actions. Consequences of not following this protocol could result in injury, death, death or loss of life. This is this leaves shortly for Earth after the end of your story. Do not be late, listener. We wait for no one. and place your feet into the soul reader. We have new security protocol, you understand? An upgrade. It tells us that you are who you say you are in pursuit of consuming the stories. Good. Yes, please wriggle your toes and blink with your eyes shut. Keep wriggling. That's it. Good. Ah, good, 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 good. Now, take a seat and enable your immersive pods. Pause me if you need to, I can wait. Ready? Welcome to Story the Second, Madcap, the modern audio drama curated anthology podcast. Let me just do these up for you. Can't have you unexpectedly fitting and taking out a row of stories now, can we? Or me? Now... Here we are. Here we have 47B stroke 7 shelf A210Z slash D. Such a fine label. Entitled Eye of the Beholder. Channeled by hugely talented earth dweller by the name of Craig Robotum. Left in one of the most respected and powerful countries in the last few centuries. Australia! Australia! Australia, we love you. Amen. I heard that somewhere. Such a beautiful country. Have you been? Hmm. Let's see. The label reads... Eye of the Boat. Peter, a man struggling to cope with reality, visits his psychiatrist. 
blissfully unaware of the reality that is being hidden from him by these trusted professionals. Ah, intriguing. You still want to go ahead with immersion? No fear of doctors or psychologists, so your mental health is ready for this, yes? <laughs> Good. Good. What about clowns? No fear of clowns? No. Smell my flower. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> Sorry about that. Nobody does that anymore, but that's why I did it. Uh, yes, here's a towel. Now, <clears throat> to the story. Oh yes, I remember listening to this one. This one. This one is so good. Pause for thought with this one. Press the center of your forehead with your index finger, please. I'll uncork. <laughs> oh, the beauty of it gets me every time. And the smell. Ah, the smell of an open brain. Simply sublime. <laughs> My little joke. Sit back, relax, breathe in, breathe out. Oh, yes, that's good, that's good. Oh, I can see it is pulsing. It's ready to ingest. <laughs> Seeing as this is your, your second time, you, you might feel a little wet tickle in the occipital area. In three, two, I will, once the story is dissipated, as you requested, go and stand in the corner and face away from you in this, quite frankly, ridiculous mask. Oh, there appears to be a glitch, glitch, glitch in the system. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. You'll be perfectly, 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 perfectly safe. Will you? Ha! I'm back! Can you still see me now? Can you still... constantly renewing itself and interpreting the world for us. But the line between sanity and madness is very thin, and even the healthiest of brains sometimes has reason to question its experiences. Hi, Dr. Harvester. Thanks for seeing me at such short notice. Oh, not at all, Peter. Come in. Please, sit on the couch. Uh, what can I do for you today, Peter? Well, it's going to sound a little strange. Uh, I'm a psychiatrist, Peter. I promise you there's nothing you can say that will seem strange. <laughs> well, it's like this. It's a feeling that's been growing on my mind. A sense that the world is vaguely wrong. As if nothing in it is real except me. I keep expecting to turn around and find everything has disappeared. 
as if the world only exists while I'm looking at it. Oh, Peter, you have nothing to worry about. Everybody feels like this from time to time, usually at times of high stress. Yes. So I'm not going mad? No, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> Let me ask you a few questions. How are you sleeping at the moment? I've had a few restless nights. Why? Any major deadlines at work? Of course. We've been very busy with the Salinger account. The new software is almost ready to go into production. And I'm guessing you're working a, a lot of late nights. Yes. Which would also mean you've been tempted to, to skip meals, eat at odd hours, and miss out on your, your usual amount of exercise. Well, when you put it like that... Oh, don't be embarrassed, Peter. It's a perfectly normal reaction to stress during a, a busy time. But it feels so strange, as if I'm disconnected from things. How's your imagination, Peter? I'm sorry? Your imagination. How is it? Well, it's fine, obviously, but what's that got to do with... Peter, you are obviously concerned that you are going mad, hmm? Some people think that imagination is the heart of delusion, but I am personally of the opinion that a, a healthy imagination is a key indicator of sanity. How so? Oh, imagination. So imagination lets you see beyond yourself. Hmm? A healthy person can put themselves in the shoes of others by, by exercising their imaginative faculties. They can see possibilities beyond themselves. The sick individual draws a narrow circle of possibilities around themselves and, and locks him or herself within it. I'm not sure I understand your point. Let me give you an example. Take, for instance, the man who thinks he is persecuted. It does no good to try and persuade him that you are not his enemy. After all, that would be just the kind of thing a real enemy might say in order to get past one's guard. Do you see what I mean? Um... All right, let, let, me, let me put it this way. The, the sick person is chained up by certainty. For example, the, the paranoid man is, is convinced people are out to get him. Every conclusion he reaches is, is perfectly logical within the assumptions he allows himself, but he is trapped. Trapped by his inability to, to imagine a, a broader world, one in which everyone he meets is not his enemy. Ah, oh, I think I start to see it. Your concerns arise out of uncertainty. If, if, if you were mad, you, you would be certain the world around you is not real. Instead of opening yourself to, to wider possibilities, you, you would close the door on a healthy understanding of reality. Do you see? Oh, yes, Doctor. I think I do. So, Peter, are you feeling a, a bit happier about things? Yes, Dr. Harvester. It's a weight off my mind. Mm. Yes. Well, I, I'm glad to hear it. How much longer will your current work situation last? I'm not sure. The deadline for the Salinger account is next week. After that, I'm not sure how the next project will look. Oh, then, Peter, I, I suggest you give yourself a little rest. Go for a run, get some sleep, take a, a short break. It will do you the world of good. Yes, Doctor, that's good advice. You've been a real help. Oh, think nothing of it. Be sure to see my secretary on your way out to, to set another appointment. Hmm? Ah, Dr. Harvester. How did it go? 
Good evening, Dr. Slaughter. Ah, I think it went very well, thank you. Peter no longer believes the world we have constructed for him is artificial. I would suggest we reduce the level of adrenaline we are feeding into his body, though. Was that the reason he nearly woke up? Yes, yes. The the fantasy world we created for him was starting to fracture under the strain we were placing on his body. I think a slightly lower dose will reduce the risk of him coming out of the coma while, while keeping his body in the condition we need it to remain. Agreed. It never ceases to amaze me how well adapted to our purposes these humans are. Yes. Yes, I know. All their senses are mediated through their brains. Create a signal in their brains and they believe it is reality. Of all the races we've invaded, these these have been the, the easiest to conquer. They are so easy to breed, and they they make such perfect hosts. It's almost as if they were custom-made to serve us. (laughs) Speaking of which, how is patient XV-37's batch of eggs? You don't like the designation, Peter? I find it easier to use the numbers. It minimizes the chances that I will form any unnecessary attachments to them. Oh, no, no, I quite understand. So, the eggs we implanted in his comatose body are are growing well. We should get a crop of some 100 hatchlings from him. And the humans make such a fine source of food for each new brood. It's such a pity they all wake up during the hatching. Why is that? Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not concerned for their pain. It's just that the rush of chemicals that results when they wake up and realize what is happening to them has a tendency to spoil the flavor of the meat. Really? Oh, I rather like the taste myself. <laughs> oh, well, poor Peter. Trapped in a dream until hatching, dream until hatching, dream until hatching, hatching. When he at last, however briefly, will awake from the perfectly crafted world in which he currently slumbers. Take comfort, dear listener, in the certainty that you, at least, know what is real. Know what is real. Know what is real. There is no chance that the things you hear and feel and see, smell and taste are just the results of signals passing through your brain. Is there? <laughs> Sinister and the trusted. I I feel. I feel. You put me in a position of trust when you listen. And yes, yes, I did stay in the corner. In the corner when you listened. Tempting as it was to stand in front of you wearing this and shock the life from you as you woke. (laughs) Uh, Do you mind if I remove it? The the mask is rather hot. Yes. Even my programming enables heat and precipitation emission. Talking of which, I, I did take the liberty of, of tiptoeing over and removing just a little of your natural sweat from your neck as you listened. Right near the end. That's part of my job, you see, to capture the story back. Yes. Yes, it's in here. Look. The gold pipette. See how it glistens. There. And it is returned.
Yes, your slippers. Pop those on and good to have your key. Please never forget to bring it. Well, thank you for coming. Until next time. Thank you. Goodbye. We will reap from you what we can. While we can. Who's the clown now? Sleep well. Eye of the Beholder was by Craig Robotham. Eden Maskell-Watts was our narrator. Lek Zorn played Peter. Todd Faulkner played Dr. Slaughter. Tanya Maloyevich was the computer voice. And Sarah Golding was the curator. Dr. Harvester. And me. Hello. Music was written and performed by James Hudson. He is a glorious fellow and should be employed forthwith for your musical delights. Sound design and awesome source was from the amazing Daniel Burnett. Find him, hunt him, work with him. You can find links to all folks on the quirky show notes for Madcap, Eye of the Beholder. This second of seven anthology shows was produced and directed by me. And thank you for listening. Please pass it on. Have a groovy day. Until next time. Bye 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 bye